Truly Fit Podcast Best of 2022. Our top 8 episodes replayed in December to get you ready for 2023. Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On this episode, we're going to explore what is Orange Theory, both from the sales and management side, which we have Mel talk about, and from the coach side, which we have Jorian talk about. I'm going to have both Mel and Jorian's Instagram in the description if you're looking to find them specifically and have any questions for them. But today, we continue our five-episode series going over different fitness facilities and really group fitness facilities are four of the five episodes. What it is like both to take a class at these places and what it is like to teach a class or become a coach or a trainer at these locations. So this is the Orange Theory Fitness episode. Jorian and Mel came together and did a fantastic job really thoroughly explaining what it is like from a client experience from the second you walk through that door to what you would look for in a class, and then also from Jory inside, what it is like to teach a class, what is it expected of an Orange Theory coach. With no further ado, here is our Orange Theory episode with Jorian and Mel. Jory and Mel, thank you so much for joining the Truly Fit podcast. Why don't you give my listeners and the audience a brief background and a bio uh, about who you are and what it is that you do in the health and fitness industry? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Jory. Um, I've been with Orange Theory for just about four years now. Um, but my fitness, you know, journey started long before that, uh, when I was younger, I just kind of sparked an interest. Um, and I had a very unique kind of segue into fitness. Didn't really know what I was doing when I was younger. And that actually resulted in me, uh, being diagnosed with some eating disorders. Cause I thought I was doing the right thing. Um, and long story short, um, just ended up dealing with that stuff. And from there, I kind of started to really get into self-education and just using resources, the internet, which a lot of great information, but a lot of misinformation out there as well. Um, to just start educating myself and with that and the support system I had, I was able to kind of bring myself through that. Um, over the course of that, I got involved in competitive powerlifting um, and eventually decided like, hey, I want to just like fitness has helped me come from a kind of darker spot. I want to help others do the same thing. Um, so I ended up going to school um, at SUNY Fredonia to get my bachelor's degree in exercise science um, and sport management. Um, once I got out of college, uh, I became a NASM certified personal trainer as well. Um, and that's when I started with Orange Theory just as a coach, uh, in 2018, um, in 2019, I moved up to head coach. And that same year, I also, uh, began my master's, uh, degree in exercise science, which I'm in my final two semesters right now. So getting toward the tail end of that, um, and just within the past month, I uh, made another move within the network up to regional fitness manager um, of OTF Buffalo. So the South Towns location that we're at now, and then soon to be Lancaster as well. Awesome. And what about you, Melanie? Yeah. So my journey with fitness is slightly different. So within Orange Theory, I've been here for a little over two years. My background actually comes from a athletic standpoint. So I played sports my whole life growing up soccer, track, gymnastics, all of that fun stuff. So I actually ended up going to school for pre-law. So within Orange Theory, I really focus on sales and operations and whatnot. So um, my background with that kind of helped with this. But during that time, you know, I was a collegiate acrobatics and tumbling athlete and um, did that for about three-ish years. I, um, my claim to fame, which is a terrible thing, I broke my back in 2016. And, you know, was told, can't really do a whole lot of things anymore. You can't deadlift. You have to be careful. You know, all of that stuff that 
doctors prescribes. And of course you want to respect that, but um, going into fitness and orange theory and I'm backing up a little bit, I, um, you know, had some experience coming out of acrobatics and tumbling and then went into a head coaching role um, for Glenville State University and head coach their acrobatics and tumbling team for a couple of years. Um, and then of course COVID hit, so moved back home and I was like, okay, what am I gonna do now? And I actually ended up sliding into a bunch of people's DMs to see how I could become a part of Orange Theory uh, because I was just so intrigued by the brand and thought the community was great. So um, that brings me to basically now. So I was studio manager um, of one studio and then again, also made a network change to another one. So now I'm studio manager at the Orange Theory Fitness Southbound location. Um, which brings me here today. So, you know, a lot of people's stories are very similar to both of yours in some respects, where there's either a physiological or a psychological issue that gets them into health and fitness. And that really helps long term because you're going to inevitably have clients, whether it's clients at OTF or personal training clients down the road, whatever it is, who also have those issues. And then you're able to really identify with those clients and say, you know what, I've had that injury or I had those sort of thoughts. And this is how I got over it. And that's that's what drives us to be great teachers long term. And we'll talk a, a little bit about that, I'm sure, as we move on here. But I want to jump right into it here for the listeners. What exactly is Orange Theory Fitness? Do you consider it a group class? Do you consider it a private training class? And uh, when was it founded? Or is there any you know, like unique information about Orange Theory that the average person doesn't know? Yeah, so Orange Theory, it's a one-hour group fitness-based um, class. We are technology-tracked, science-backed. And um, within that class, each uh, class is, you know, led and um, inspired by a certified coach that guides you through the whole entire workout. And those um, timeframes are anywhere between 45 minutes to 90 minutes. And, um, you know, going way back to about 2010 is when Orange Theory was actually founded. And it was founded by Alan Latham in Fort Lauderdale for Studio One. But fun fact, our studio is in Buffalo, New York, and uh, Ellen Latham is actually from Niagara Falls, New York, which is about 30 minutes north of here. So uh, her roots are here in the Buffalo area, but um, it's, it's funny how small things work like that. I'm pretty sure her parents actually, or her parents or her grandparents were actually in the same school in Niagara Falls as my parents. Um, because they, uh, I'm originally from Niagara Falls up north as well. My parents were deeply rooted in Niagara Falls as well. So uh, definitely interesting with the connections. It's a small, small world. But uh, And uh, to Mel's point, definitely group fitness. Every class can have up to, uh, typically up to 28 people. We run a couple different styles of workouts like she alluded to. Uh, two group workout can be up to 28 people. A three group workout can be up to 36. And those capacities can change a little bit based on the studio you're in, how big it is, how many stations there are. Um, but like she said, um, heart rate based training uh, in a group fitness setting, but you get that one on one attention of an individual coach, a certified coach in every class, use technology to track heart rates throughout the workout so that everybody, regardless of fitness level, can do the same workout and find success within the same workout. Um, and then, of course, we have our incredible um, template design team and fitness team down in Florida who puts the science backed into our workouts and really uh, follows the science that's emerging and continues to make the workouts evolve um, so that members are getting the most current and up-to-date style of exercise uh, based on what the science is saying is, is the best for general fitness. I've been up to your area, Buffalo, North Tonawanda, up there, Niagara Falls, beautiful area. I prefer it in the summer rather than the winter. <laughs> so do we. Yeah. Most people do. 
yeah. but you probably have bigger classes in the winter, right? People can't go jogging outside and do things. So they probably crowd in during okay. then. I, I want to go to that. What is a class session like? But actually, let's start with Melanie and then work back here. What is a client experience like? I walk through the door for the first day. I've never been there. I want to sign up. How does the process start? Yeah, so it is a lengthy process, but we do it for a reason. So um, typically a member or potential future member will call the studio and book into what's called their first class or their intro class. Now, with that, they come about 30 minutes early and we walk them through their restrictions, um, you know, their personal goals, their motivation, um, their support system, their budget. And then we kind of fill in the gaps in between that. So they come 30 minutes early, we go over all of that. And then we actually bring them into the studio where we hand them off to the coach. And then the coach takes over and then they walk them through, you know, how to use the rower, how to use the tablets, the equipment that we have, the screens that we have, the benefits of, you know, our equipment and how it's different from other places. And um, just all of kind of, you know, the little small things that make form theory different. And I know we're going to get that to that in a second, but we walk them through that and then they actually begin their first class and um, they go through that, whether it's 45, 60 minutes, whatever it may be. Once that class is over, we go um, through their summary with them and with Orange Theory after every single workout you are sent a summary which goes over um, your splat points, your calories burned, um, the percentage of max heart rate that you were in for that session and just kind of talk them through um, what exactly it means. Orange Theory is very data driven and a lot of members love to see that afterwards. It's kind of like a sense of accomplishment. So um, just going over that. And then of course, we obviously prescribe them a membership based on their fitness goals and what they're looking for um, and where they fall into the uh, right range. And do you consider it for all demographics? Somebody walks into the class, let's say for their first time, are you walking them through? Not Obviously you said how to use the machines, but let's say like modifications and things of that nature, you are National Academy of Sports Medicine trained. So I, I would assume that you do have the ability to do that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the beautiful part about Orange Theory. Like we said, it, it is one-on-one -on -one personal training in a group fitness setting. So you get the energy, you get the community, you get all that, but you also have the ability to make everything scalable. Um, so in the floor portion of our workout, which is where we do all the resistance training, you know, if we're going, taking someone and setting them stuff, setting them up for their first class, um, and we know their restrictions and limitations ahead of time, we can start to provide some of those options ahead of the, the class's actual start so that they're prepared and set up, ready to go. Um, whatever those may be, whether it's low impact or avoiding a certain movement pattern or looking to train a certain movement pattern, but um, in a different type of way to cater to their, any injuries or restrictions they may have. Um, and that's, you know, that's the big part of having a coach in the room is the floor portion. That's where that really comes in handy to have someone watching out for you and keeping an eye and, and making those adjustments in real time. Um, but then that's also the beauty of having a heart rate based uh, workout is that when we get to the cardio portion on the treadmills and whatnot, we have three different styles of athletes. We have power walkers, joggers, and runners. Um, and that's not to say one is necessarily easier than the other. Um, but if you have someone who needs to work low impact, well, you can stick with power walking, but we have everybody striving for those same heart rate zones within the workout. So what are you going to do within those power walking parameters to get you that same heart rate response that the joggers and the runners next to you are, are working to achieve? Um, so between the coach and the technology tracking, um, the scalability of every workout is honestly 100%. There's typically not a, any single thing that someone can't do. It just might be modified. 
And Let's, Steve, I'm happy you asked that too, because a lot of people who do come in for their first class, that's mainly like one of their first questions is, am I gonna be able to do this? And that's really a beautiful thing when you think about it with Orange Theory is that we can do all ages, all fitness levels, and it can be inclusive for everybody. Yeah, that's certainly the hardest part about group fitness, both from an instructor standpoint and from the client standpoint about safety, doing, doing the proper things, having the proper instruction, having someone look after them. Because, you know, unlike personal training, you don't necessarily have everyone's health history form. You do know a ba basis about what's going on, but you don't know every single thing that's going on. So you have to be more attentive. That's why I always say, I think it's more difficult to be a group fitness instructor than it is to be a personal trainer in some respects because of that. Because you don't have all of that information when you're leading a class here. But let's, let's drill down to the details here. Uh, I know you just did a class, you told me a little while ago, and you have a class coming up in, in an hour or so. Give me the exercises. What, give me the exact uh, sort of program that you're planning on doing with these people. Yeah. Um, so today was actually the one that we just ran. Um, and I didn't coach it. I was in here with Coach Jenny, though. Um, it was a 90 minute. So like Mel said, we, we insert some 90 minutes onto the schedule. The kind of bread and butter of Orange Theory is a 60 minute workout. Okay. Um, but we do have those 90 minutes worked in. Um, so today, for example, um, it was kind of an ESP day all around the room. We have different styles of workouts, um, but an ESP combines all of the different components of Orange Theory, all the different focuses. So endurance, strength, and power into one workout. Um, so on the treadmills, we had, uh, you know, blocks that were dedicated more to power, some short push efforts, getting uncomfortable into some explosive all outs. And it's more of those peaks and valleys in those power blocks, shoot the intensity and the effort through the roof and then let it settle down, training more of the anaerobic systems. Um, we had a longer block worked into the treadmill portion that was extended periods of going from a push effort, getting uncomfortable back to a base pace, which is more of like an active recovery, as opposed to walking it out and taking it all the way down to a full recovery. So that's training more of your aerobic capacity and your ability to do more for longer. Um, and then at the tail end of the treadmill portion, we incorporated some incline. So we actually repeated the first couple power blocks, but we added incline in and that increases the resistance level on the treadmill. So it gets a little more of a posterior chain strength focus going up there. So it was really every kind of block on the treadmills today. Um, and then down on the floor within that 90 minute, we had um, a couple power blocks that were worked in a back-to-back -back fashion. So pretty much a superset, pair two exercises together, work so hard within those two that you need a rest afterwards. So get anaerobic and then recover aerobically. Um, we had more of an endurance style block that was work and active recovery. So as opposed to kind of work and rest, it was let's work hard in a challenging low rep count dumbbell exercise and then actively recover with the TRX exercise, taking the angle a little bit lighter and just focusing on promoting blood flow. Um, in the middle of that block, we had a base pace row um, to get the whole body engaged and involved and just focus on maintaining the green zone, that very aerobically based zone during that row, again, promoting blood flow and oxygen delivery. And then at the tail end, um, we had a couple more of those shorter blocks working back to the back to back uh, kind of format. So not every workout is like that where you see every single focus on every side of the room um but the 90 minute was um in fact an esp on each side today so so um walk me through this in in an in a regular esp let's say your 60 minute class you're doing an endurance on monday morning 7 a.m does that mean also at your 9 a.m class that would also be endurance because monday is endurance and then you sort of just rotate days seven days a week exactly so um we actually orange theory as a as a network just went through a bunch of um as of april a bunch of updates to the programming that are were outcomes of all of the um evolving science that we just talked about um so most of 
almost all of the workouts now are ESP days, but what we do is we kind of split that up on different sides of the room. So the treadmill might be an endurance focus, the rower might be a strength focus, and the floor might be a power focus. Um, so every day you get those different focuses, but as opposed to having every single one on the treadmill, it's gonna be one focus over here, one over here, and one down there. Um, but to your point, um, it definitely does go, so whatever the workout is on any given day, that's gonna be the workout at every class time. Um, so everybody's getting the same workout, not only in the studio, but if you were to go to another Orange Theory down the road in another state in, on the other side of the planet, um, you're going to get that same workout as well. Um, and every every studio in the world is on the same schedule. Um, so we go through basically a 15-15 repeating schedule now. So the first 15 days of the month are 15 unique workouts. We repeat in the second half as an opportunity to, again, see improvement. So if you saw that workout the first time, second time, what are you going to do differently to get more out of it? And that's where the coaches come into play and everything like that. But on any given day, the workouts are the same. And then we run that 15-15 schedule. And Mel, I believe this is probably a question for you. Talk a little bit about the pricing. You don't have to give exact numbers, but what are the pricing options? And do you believe it's commiserate with the rest of the fitness community that runs similar boot camp type classes? Yeah, so great question. And with specific numbers too, each region is different depending upon where you live, of course, you mm -hmm. know, standards of living and whatnot. So we have options, either a monthly membership or a class pack. And with that monthly membership, it's awesome because Orange Theory, you're actually not locked into any type of long-term contract. It's all month to month. But depending upon your fitness routine, you can come one time a week, twice a week, or unlimited. And um, same with the packages, you can get, you know, 10 classes, 20 classes, or even 30 classes. And then obviously with Orange Theory being a larger brand, they do run typically monthly or quarterly promotions given to us by corporate, which are awesome. So you get a like extremely discounted rate on your monthly membership, which is awesome. And of course there's, there's options for everyone. And that's again, just a beautiful thing. So um, all budgets and, um, you know, fitness levels, like we said, but yeah. So that was sort of the client side. Let's move to the employee experience and the personal trainer experience. And you could both probably answer this question individually since you do different things there, but what was the interview process like? What was the, um, what were the expectations coming into it in order to become the positions that you are at Orange Theory? Yeah. Um, so from a, on the coach's side, um, again, every region, every franchise is, um, exact procedures can be a little bit different in terms of how they approach interviews and whatnot. Um, but typically, um, especially with us, you know, getting ready to open a new studio out in Lancaster, um, we start to gather applicants, you know, vet them for what those um, qualifications are coming in. And then ideally, we like to hold kind of a kind of a trial class for anyone who's interested. So bring all of those applicants in, take them through that intro process that Mel just talked about, expose them to the workout, expose them to the, the science and the idea behind Orange Theory. And, you know, ideally get them to buy in at that point. But you might find some people that might say, you know, this isn't what I what I wanted to do. And that's part of it, though, to start just get them in the room, get them experiencing the workout. Um, and then from there, you know, we make our selection. We might have a couple more interviews um, along the way, depending on how many coaches we're looking to hire, what the applicant pool looked like. Um, and then in terms of becoming an Orange Theory coach, it is a pretty extensive process. So you have to be um, one of the OTF approved personal training certifications. There's a ton out there. Um, I believe we have about six that are approved by Orange Theory, um, NASM CPT, the ACPT. There's a couple different ones. Mm -hmm. um, 
And ideally, like any educational experience, whether that's a bachelor's degree or anything like that takes you up to that next level. So we look for that as well. Um, but then you have to become what we call OT fit certified to actually become a coach. So it depends on availability, how long the process actually takes, but it can take anywhere from two weeks to one to two months to get a coach actually trained up um, and ready to jump on the mic and lead a class for the first time. Um, there's a lot of kind of ins and outs to it. Some of that training is talking through the specifics of what should be communicated at what point in time during the workout. But that really only comprises, um, you know, a very little amount of what the actual workout is. So we get those kind of necessities in line and then we try to figure out, okay, what makes this coach unique? What's going to be their it factor and what, how can we start to bring that out? So when they jump into that class, yes, they have those steps to lead a class successfully, but how are we going to kind of cater to their strengths and, and just work those in so that the members are getting the most unique coach experience possible with every different coach? Yeah, that's great because ultimately we're, you know, we're not robots. And like you said, we do have strengths and weaknesses. Maybe you have somebody who's very technical, right? Maybe it's you. Maybe you're, you're looking at everyone. You're saying, you know what? We need to really correct your form. And people come to your class specifically at 7 a.m. because you're correcting everyone's form and they love how technical you are. And then the nine, the nine o'clock coach is a rah-rah coach and they're all about the energy and people maybe know what they're doing and they want to come to the rah-rah coach at nine o'clock and that's really what's important in group fitness is sort of uh, accentuating the things that you do best and building your clientele through that way but uh, is there a shadowing process will someone come in and watch your class and how you instruct so they can sort of steal some tips and tricks from you yeah typically what we'll do is that'll come toward the latter portion of the of the coach training process um so typically and, and thank you for mentioning that um will have them come in and be essentially a floor coach. So they'll be in the room, they'll be on the floor. They have the freedom to give corrections to any members that they may see need them during the workout, but they're more so in there listening to the flow of the class, listening to the overall cues being given and just seeing how the class kind of vibes for that hour or whatever length class it may be. Then we move toward kind of a splitting of classes. So where let's say the trainer um, that's training up the other coach would coach the first half so that they can get that in their head and feel the flow and then the second half they take over the mic and they get that experience with the trainer still in the room to you know guide them along and give them any notes that may be needed um, and then it's just kind of a general phasing out so like once they're comfortable doing a half and half then maybe we go full on the mic with the new coach with the trainer still in the room just to hear it out and give any pointers and then at that point once they're comfortable with that um, the person doing the training you know takes themselves out of the picture and that person's on the schedule ready to rock and roll. And uh, Melanie, what about you? Do you feel like it's an advantage taking some Orange Theory classes even before uh, you enter in a job like your job? A hundred percent. So actually prior to myself getting hired, I didn't even know what Orange Theory was. So during the interview process, um, something they did in another network and then I've adopted over here is they actually bring in the potential sales associate, assistant studio manager, studio manager, whatever it may be, in for anywhere between three to five classes, um, just to see one, how they move in the room, how they interact with potential members, how they interact with you, um, what's their personality like, especially when you're hiring for a either management or front desk position, you really want to make sure that this potential employee can, you know, help and facilitate all the member questions and just be a positive person at the front desk as well. So that's something that we really do look for and just, you know, get them exposed to the brand and see um, if they like it. If they 
love Orange Theory, it's so much easier to have them work at the front desk. And of course, we set the examples in the fitness industry. So, and even here, and when we work out, members like to see us work out and we set the example and show them like, hey, this is the right way. And we got the buy-in, so we hope you do too. Yeah, and all throughout that process, uh, whether it's a coach, a sales associate, anybody, um, we expect to see them taking workouts so you might have that preliminary period where we say let's get three to three to five under your belt so that we can make sure you know you're interested and, and you're bought in and you want to be a part of this but then as we go through again the two weeks to two months of training you're continuing to take classes specifically and my big thing has always been you know we encourage members to work orange theory into the routine in a way that's most conducive to them reaching their goals so for some people that's a full-time routine it's five days a week for other people it's supplemental you might have big time weightlifters coming in to supplement with some cardiovascular conditioning one to two times a week so whatever the coach's fitness goals are if that lines up with a full-time routine then let's let's see in the room alongside the members you know five times a week if it's a supplemental thing let's make sure you're getting in those one to two classes per week. So just like we want the members to work it in, in in a way that's most conducive to them reaching their goals, we expect staff both during training and after training to do the same. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of these fitness classes, uh, people think, okay, I need to sign up for these packages and I need to go every day in order to get in shape. No, it can just be an accessory workout, a supplemental workout. Maybe you're doing heavy lifting and you want to go to Orange Theory because you're, you're focused on burning calories when you're in that room, right? And you tell and the coaches that there are people that come in and they're like, I want to go every single day. And we kind of like actually pump the brakes on that a little bit. Cause we don't encourage, you know, coming six, seven days a week, you know, encouraging rest is just as important. So. Um, yeah. And you always, I'm sure you've heard like <laughs> the, the, the saying like orange theory is a cult out there. Like, because there are people who are crazy obsessed with, with orange theory because it's, it's the community, the workout, everything is fantastic. Um, but the, the beauty of, again, having heart rate based training and having those stats live displayed in front of you is that you might have those people that come in six, seven days a week. And if we can't get them to scale back the number of days they come in, we can get them to scale back the intensity in one to two of those workouts for more of an active recovery day. So instead of focusing on 12 or more splat points within those active recovery workouts, let's focus on the green zone. Let's focus on just moving your body and treating it like kind of a light day just to promote blood flow and get the, get the muscles what they need to recover. So by inserting the technology into it, we have a lot of ways to encourage people to have what is truly a healthy routine as opposed to just coming every day and crushing themselves every day. Cause that's not, that's, that's working out. That's not training. I think we sort of hinted on this or maybe even fully answered this question, but I'll ask it again and you can unpack it any way you want. But it sounds like I don't I don't want to be leading here. So you can tell me if I'm wrong, that you as a coach and all the other coaches can modify movements accordingly to your uh, knowledge base and your understanding. So meaning if I'm doing, let's say, some version of a plank or I'm doing, let's say I'm rowing in a particular, maybe not rowing, that's different because there's only really one proper way to row. But if you're doing a, a lunge or something that, that you can walk over to a client and say, hey, you know, I would really recommend that you're not dropping your back knee down as far because you, it seems like this weight's too heavy for you. And some other trainer might have a little bit else, a, a, sort of a, a different hint or tip. And they're allowed to do that because Orange Theory is not telling you how to tell clients how to modify you're using your own experience and your knowledge and then explain that to the clients is that correct yeah and orange theory does provide you know when they distribute the workouts throughout the network they do provide within every workout some notes um, that help to guide the coach and they will provide some option suggestions 
Um, but it, that's really where it comes down to, you know, every coach is delivering the same workout, but we talked about the it factor, what sets that coach apart, but also what are you doing for those members who need those modifications? So yes, to your point, um, where, you know, someone might be working a, someone might be working a bench split stance lunge, which is essentially a Bulgarian split squat. It's, we just have some slightly different names. Um, one coach might encourage them to get rid of the weight and utilize a more controlled tempo to, you know, address a knee or a hip problem. Whereas another coach might encourage them to take their foot off the bench um, and work a range of motion that's less putting less strain on the hip. So you will get those different options between coaches. Um, and as long as it is appropriately scaled to the individual. Sometimes those differences in the options provided can, number one, introduce a little more variety to the member, give them some more ideas on how they can approach their, their restrictions. But also it's an opportunity for coaches to learn from each other. And that's another beautiful part of coaches getting in classes with other coaches um, is to see, oh, I wouldn't have given that option, but I really like that for that. Or having the conversation after class, like, hey, why did you do it this way? I would have done it this way. And we just consistently focus on training each other up. So different options will come into play, um, but it's an opportunity for us all to learn from each other, members to coach, coach to coach, whatever it may be. And that leads perfectly to my next question, sort of the perks. Going to other coaches' classes is going to be advantageous, right? Because you can see how they coach. You can steal tips and tricks from them. Can you go to any Orange Theory as a coach or only your specific Orange Theory or are there any other perks that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, let, I'll take this one. So in terms of, you're talking about being an actual employee. Being an employee there, correct. Right. So obviously, again, it's going to range from each franchise owner and group. But typically, when you do work for Orange Theory, you can go to any um, Orange Theory across the U.S. and pop in and take a class and meet other people. And that's the cool thing about it is there's a large sense of community within that. And then obviously when you get down to the nitty gritty perks, you know, each franchise has their own, um, you know, small tidbits here and there of what they provide. I can't say a whole lot on that, mm -hmm. but um, if a coach, employee, whoever, they can always travel somewhere else and, and take a workout, which is awesome. And you get to meet a really lot of great people along the way too, and expand your network within that orange theory, you know, world. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. And also thinking about the ages of most of the people that work there, you're talking, I would assume you're in your, I don't know, early 20s to late 20s. That's a time in people's lives where they start moving. So if you want to move to a different location, it's good to know that, okay, well, you know, I've already coached at Orange Theory Buffalo for three years. So now I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I'll just, I'll just move over to there. I have recommendations. I already know what I'm doing. And I think that's a, that's a big perk that you guys are all over the country and able to sort of transfer your skill set to the next Orange Theory. 100%. Yeah. So even if you haven't been to some of these other facilities and, you know, these F45s, the Barry's Boot Camp, things that are sort of thrown in the mix with Orange Theory, why are you guys different? What differentiates you? What do you like to point out to clients if you were sort of being the salesman and pitching us over them? What is your what is your elevator pitch? Yeah. So really, I believe personally, it's the people that make the difference in the sense of community that Orange Theory provides. It's really cliche to say it's a family, but it truly is. And what the people around you provide is a sense of belonging, encouragement, and just an overall additional support system along your fitness journey. And your people make it or break it. So if you have good people around you, I mean, they say who you are is the five people you're around the most. So, um, you know, with that, you get just amazing encouragement, support, all of that. So it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I, go, go ahead. Go. Uh, I was going to say, um, 
lastly, uh, actually, you you go answer because uh, there's another question after this. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I couldn't agree more on the community. I think that sets it apart. That's not to say other you know other businesses and whatnot don't have community because I think that to get anybody to to come in begin a fitness routine and stick with an, a, an exercise routine, you have to have some sort of community. That's that's such a big part of it is giving people something to look forward to. Um, with that being said, I definitely agree that Orange Theory's community, both within the studios, between studios, nationally, internationally, is is second to none. You see these Facebook groups with 15,000 people in them all talking about Orange Theory every day. You got Reddit forums dedicated to Orange Theory, which we're not supposed to talk about, but... <laughs> but Don't put that in there. I know, yeah. <laughs> but you have, you have all these different examples of people just being so excited to talk about orange theory so the community is second to none but from a from a coaching standpoint what really stands out to me is the fact that orange theory is not obsessed with necessarily sticking to what they have done orange theory is obsessed with evolving in a manner that makes what they're currently doing as science-based as knowledge-based and as effective as possible and it's a really, really cool thing to see that you have these people that are putting together the workouts, these, this, this fitness board um, that consists of doctors, fitness professionals, trainers, all these people coming together to share their knowledge and say, okay, what can we do to make programming for hundreds of thousands of people, which is such a difficult job? How can we make that programming as effective as possible? And we saw it again just at the beginning of this month where there were some massive updates to the workouts um, that were very different from what people had been seeing, you know, communicating the benefit of potentially repeating a workout um, and not being focused on just doing something different every day for the sake of saying that you did something different every day. What are the benefits of repetition? Um, what are the benefits of training those different focuses, endurance, strength, power throughout the room? And just, again, not being stuck in old ways, but always being on the cutting edge of looking to take things to that next point, um, I think is so huge for me. Someone who had no intention of getting into group fitness when I graduated college and had no expectation of that, but now find myself not only a part of a group fitness-based company, but also one that I truly believe and see does and is doing everything that it can to continue providing the best possible group fitness workout to its members. And I just, I truly don't believe that you see that focus on constantly moving forward, constant evolution and being willing to make those big changes amongst other companies. I think the layman, the average person who might've heard of Orange Theory thinks initially, okay, we have treadmill, we have rower. Can you name, and feel free to just list, I don't care how long it takes, every other piece of equipment that you could potentially use in a class, just list them out. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we've got the treadmills, the rowers, um, dumbbells, um, which range anywhere from five pounds up to 80 pounds typically, um, mini bands, um, so loop resistance bands, light, medium, heavy. Um, we have BOSU trainers, uh, TRX trainers, um, benches to use as well, um, and that, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it, and that really gets, again, that goes back to the fact that you could again talk to someone from another another business who says well we got barbells we got this kind of dumbbell and we got this kind of water trainer and we got this and that not always about variety but more so what is the most effective in between all those pieces of equipment we have ones that allow us to focus on cardiovascular conditioning ones that allow us to focus on time under tension balance work progressive overload all those you know very crucial tenets of training um we're able to accomplish with what, with what we have in and, the room. Then, and medicine balls right and it. then with that to our specific treadmills they're not just like your average 
you know, go to your normal gym treadmill too. They have a specific, what's called the flex deck in them. They have, you know, OT connect tablets and those actually sit on the treadmill. So basically you connect your heart rate monitor to those and you can see your data right in front of you as opposed to let's say the screen above you. So each treadmill um, again has that flex deck. So it's a little bit more flexible and takes pressure off your hips, knees and ankles. And, um, you know, same with the rowers, you'll see rower tablets, so it can track your wattage, um, you know, your average stroke rate and all that stuff too. And same with the treadmill as well. It's going to track your average distance, speed, incline, all of that. And just like the treadmills are different, the rowers are water rowers as opposed to like a Concept2 or anything like that. Um, so whereas on like a Concept2, you flip a switch to get a different resistance level. Um, on a water rower, we really train our members on stroke rate um, and how to adjust your focus based on that. So, you know, a power row, we're going high stroke rate to keep the water moving and focus on rapid movement. Strength rowing, we're going to really slow the return so the water has time to settle. So that creates more resistance on the drive back. Endurance rowing is kind of right in the middle, a very fluid stroke rate with consistent movement. Um, so having a water rower as opposed to just a Concept2 or something where you flick a switch forces members to not only dial in their form, but dial in their technique that much more. Sure. And it sounds better uh, in my personal <laughs> belief. It just, it sounds cool. And there's a beauty and a simplicity in having uh, a little amount of toys, both from the client standpoint, they get comfortable with them, but both from the trainer standpoint too, in my book, I have an acronym called DOTS, Duration, Object, Tempo, Stability. You can change any of those and have endless exercises. So if you're stuck on object, right? You can't switch that object. Well, you can change the duration, you can change the tempo, you can change the stability, and you just have endless exercises to do. You'll never run out. You can give me one dumbbell and one band that I can give my client exercises to the end of time. And that's that's where it comes in to have good trainers. It's not about the equipment. It's about the, the trainers directing everyone. Why don't you guys plug anything uh, personally or about Orange Theory? If you want to throw out your personal IGs, if anyone has a question, they want to become a coach, they want to work at Orange Theory, they have more questions concerning this, or if you want to plug your Buffalo location, feel free to do that. Absolutely. So you can follow us on Instagram. We are Orange Theory South Pounds, and then we are actually opening a new location. It's Orange Theory's Lancaster. Um, and we're really excited for that. That's going to be launching around the holiday of July 4th. So we hope that people will come and join us. Yeah, and if you're in the Buffalo area, you know, keep an eye out for Lancaster. Um, there's going to be some really incredible rates being made available very soon. So keep an eye out for that on social media. Um, and in addition to following Orange Theory South Towns on Instagram, my uh, coach Instagram is Jorian OTF, J-O-R-I-A-N-O-T-F. I will list the location, the upcoming location, as well as both your personal IGs on the description. Thank you so much for joining the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.